change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. Hello, people. This is Joshua Seth, and welcome to my podcast, Voiceover Champions. Today on the show, I'll be interviewing Allison Lee Rosenfeld, who was just nominated for a Society of Voice Arts Award for playing Hansel in Secret Magic Control Agency. So congratulations to Allison. This happened after our interview, so we didn't get into that. But she does mention voicing on Secret Magic Control Agency and the sequel that will be out soon. Also, thank you to everybody that came out to see me perform my live show at the Le Mans Theater in Dallas, Pennsylvania last weekend. That was a blast. And it's always weird for me coming from Florida, where I live now, up to the East Coast at this time of year because there's like different seasons. You have four seasons up there. It's fall. It's cold. I always forget to bring a jacket because I live in Florida where there are two seasons Hot as the surface of the sun season, plus humidity, which lasts most of the year, and then hurricane season, which is right now. And that is why you may hear some audio dropouts and some audio inconsistencies here and there a couple of times in my interview with Allison. So apologies for that, but there have been these big storms, and it was storming outside while I was doing that interview. So for the most part, Sounds pretty good, but here and there, you'll, you'll notice a little wonkiness. I've got a few dates for you. My upcoming tour schedule for the rest of November includes performing my live show in Clearwater, Florida, the Opal Sands Resort on November 9th, signing autographs at Ranger Stop Con in Orlando, Florida on November 12th, performing my live show in Naples, Florida on November 18th, and then Thanksgiving weekend, I will be appearing at the Grand Strand Comic Con in Myrtle Beach. If you're in the area, stop on by. I'd love to say hi. Today on the show, my guest is Allison Lee Rosenfeld, the voice of Nurse Joy, Bonnie, and Sophocles on Pokemon, Rio in Yu-Gi-Oh!, the voice of Strawberry Shortcake and Polly Pocket, and so many other things. So please join me for my chat with Allison Lee Rosenfeld. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Great. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being Thank here. Thank you. And Glad I, to be here. First of all, before we get into it, I am so sorry for getting us completely lost in the middle of the night, in the cold, at that Comic-Con recently. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, we found our way eventually, and then there was great Mexican food and a margarita at the end That's of it. That's true. So there, was great, there was great Mexican food at the end of the... At the end of the journey, that really shouldn't have been such the a end journey. Of the rainbow. <laughs> first time I'm meeting you, you're like, well, you know, let's just meet down in the lobby for drinks. I'm like, come on. It's like the night is young. Let's go out. And, and I'm, I'm like, oh, now where are we? We're in some other. Peer pressure so, is real. Yes. It's too bad we don't have <laughs> maps on our phones these days. Peer pressure. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I know. But those maps, sometimes they'll lead you astray. It's the whole reason I wanted to have you on was just to apologize. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> All righty, then. So look at that. Look at all your books and everything I say on the audio podcast. Mel, she's got Mel Blank book prominently displayed behind her. What, what do we have there? What, what are all these little Bon Mots that you have purposefully positioned behind yourself in the frame? 
so that I people mean, come on, see. they're my they're my characters. We've yeah. got um, uh, who do we have here? We have Ina from Promare. We've got Luna Maria Hawk from Gundam. We've got my Bunnelby. Dedene was Bonnie's Pokemon, and actually, yeah. this one Magmortar, my husband voiced. So we've got a little twist. Oh, pretty too. cool. Yeah, your your yeah. whole family's in it, and soon the baby. Yeah. For sure. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. he's ready. Yes. He already talks about Pikachu a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, do the baby voices. Uh, yeah. I'm always curious how people got their start in voice acting because it's it's not taught in school. It's not one of those things that little kids even know exist. How did you get started as a voice actor? So it's funny you say that little kids don't know it exists because I was one of the little kids who absolutely knew that it existed. Really? I realized, yeah, I realized that cartoons were voiced by people. I, you know, Jodie Benson, Paige O'Hara, Judy Kuhn, I could name these names specifically of women who voiced Disney princesses, but I idolized them and I understood that that was a job that you could do from the time I was really little. Wow, that's, um, that's definitely unusual. I know, so you, I know. So you just had the, you had the ear and you pursued I it. I did, yeah. I did. You know, I definitely, growing up, um, you know, my if you ask my mother, she'll say, I came out of the womb singing. So I definitely, you know, I started doing theater from the time I was very, very young. Uh, I thought that Broadway would be my, like, bread and butter, and I'd get to just do some voice acting, you know, for fun on the side. On the side, Turns out yeah. it's sort of the other way around where, you know, voiceover is my my bread and butter, and, you know, it pays for my theater sure. habit. Yes, and I've seen some <laughs> of the clips that you've got online, all over online, uh, of your singing, and the singing's really phenomenal. Oh, thank you. I, thank I, you very I enjoyed much. listening to it. I'm, I'm going to play some of those clips from my daughter, actually, which oh, comes back from, yeah. from elementary school. Can you just run through some of your most popular characters, the characters that you're most known for while doing the voices? So when I, if you ever watched Pokemon, the character that you definitely know that I have voiced is Nurse Joy. Mm -hmm. um, then, of course, there is Bunny and Sophocles. And on um, Yu-Gi-Oh, there is Rio and Riley and Strawberry Shortcake and Polly Pocket. And, and who else? I'm Those somehow, are probably my most famous I'm, ones. like, most impressed that you're the voice of Strawberry Shortcake. That's, oh, yeah, that's major. Her. Yeah. Are there yeah. any little Strawberry Shortcake toys where you, like, push a button or pull a string and then your voice comes out? And it's me? No. no. Oh, I, would, I would love that, <laughs> though. So cool. I would love that so much. What's the, is there a catchphrase for Strawberry Shortcake? Not really. It's funny. And some people have asked me to, like, sign autographs as Strawberry. And for, a, you know, for my Pokemon characters, for my Yu-Gi-Oh, like, I have, like, catchphrases that I'll sign, you know, in addition to just my signature. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I don't know what to sign as my, like, strawberry catchphrase because she really doesn't have one. Or I didn't when I voiced her anyway. <laughs> what's what's the, the nurse catchphrase? For Nurse Joy, I usually nurse say, Joy. I usually write, um, I'm happy to say your Pokemon are just fine because that's, if you come to get healed at a Pokemon center, that's, you know, when they're all better and she's sending them off to you, you know, they, they have been released. They're you're, all healed. That's you're performing what say a public trainer. service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is your voice in the? Well, I've never played it. Pokemon Go. Are there voices in that? No, there aren't voices in Pokemon oh. Go. Um, yeah, but I am. It. I am in um, Poke Park, which is a Wii Pokemon game. Um, mm -hmm. Audino, one of my favorite um, creatures that I have voiced, is like he he like trains you to be ready to do the thing. It's pretty cute. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, you know, being of the <clears throat> Digimon, 
uh, side of things. I've never actually watched Pokemon, so <laughs> that's I, fine. I ha- that's fine. I we can have, you know, to... have a have a rumble. <laughs> right, that's right. The sharks and the jets. The sharks yeah. and the jets. The Pokemon Digimon. I think one of the coolest things, though, about when we get to meet at cons and stuff is, you know, whether it's Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, you know, all of these like more kid focused anime shows like everybody's just so nice. Everybody gets along great. There's no actual beef between each other. You know, it's and frankly, I think if all the creatures hung out, they would like be super. Really? They would like love to hang out. What kind of mashup would you imagine? Who would who would hang out with whom? What's what's the name of your little um, lizard guy? So Agumon. I feel like Agumon and like, you know, Dedene, Pikachu, I think they would just like love hanging out. They would just like <laughs> eat eat berries and like, you know, talk in their voices and like sure. have a grand old time. Yeah. Why not? That you know yeah. what? That, that is a great idea for a spin-off series. Right? The Pokemon and the actual down. digital monsters in like preschool. Like ti- oh like my God, tiny that's actually really cute. Like tiny tunes. <laughs> But for the Pokemon and the, with all these anime the digital monsters, exactly. But none of the human characters. No, 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 they're yeah, not allowed. Just it's them. just, just the yeah. creatures. Making yeah. noises. <laughs> sort of like, sort of like the videos, like for cats, where it's just like cats watching other cats. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe you hear like a Charlie Brown, like, whoa, 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 of a Those teacher be the in the people. background, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. 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 That's all. And that's all we get. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Actually, I think that is a pretty good idea for a spinoff. I know. We got to get an you, animator to like just do this. You heard it here first, folks, on VoiceOver Champions. <laughs> See, I got sound That's effects. That's the best noise. <laughs> it's a show. It's a show. All right, now, I, I know you've got a story about how you got discovered at sleepaway camp because you're already oh, that is doing not musical how I theater. Got discovered. No, 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 no. I mean, it's just a funny anecdote, but no, that's okay. not how I got discovered. Nothing. Well, then by all means, story. don't tell it to us. Okay. <laughs> Wait, do now you, you have to. Story or not? I want to know so both this, stories. So okay, the listeners this, demand this, it. The unrelated story to how I got discovered is when I was nine at my sleepaway camp, Nickelodeon casting came. And even though I was already, you know, a performer, the thing I decided to do for Nickelodeon casting was to pretend to give birth to a beanie baby cow. That's I, the one. Oh, I didn't know I, it was a beanie baby cow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, That's I, a little like, easier in, than an actual cow. Well, yeah, I stood yeah. in front of all the cameras and I was like, hi, my name's Allie Rosenfeld. And today I'm going to do an impression of a cow giving birth. <laughs> and just like went hog wild mooing and moaning and dropped the beanie baby out between my legs and yeah. they laughed a whole lot but nothing came of that day oh, you're kidding <laughs> really you, you didn't book a series regular or a, a guest star on any doing animal voices like oh my god voice doubling frank welker Nothing. What's funny no. is they they actually asked. They were like, "Can we have your parents' phone number? You're hilarious, kid." And I like gave it, uh-huh. but nothing. You know, I mean, if they called my parents, I doubt they did. But if they did, okay. nothing ever okay. came of it. So that that was that story. But in terms of how I actually got started, um, <laughs> I went to NYU Tisch for acting. In so college. did I. We both worked there. And Although I wasn't my... in the acting program. Which acting program were you in? I so I was in Tisch. I started at. Playwrights Horizons Theater School. Mm-hmm. Then I went abroad to study Shakespeare at RADA, the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London. Then I came back to New can, York. And can you studied... tell us the rest in a in a British accent? And then I came back and I went experimental theater wing. 
Um, and that was really fun. And I ended my time there at Stone Street, which was the film TV studio. And it was at Stone Street that I took my first voiceover class. My you sound was... like you're from London, England. <laughs> let's do that's that. Not... Let's do the old interview. I'll, I'll do, let's see, I'll do, I want to do a little lower class. Let's see. I know a certain respectable old gentleman who'll give you lodgings for nothing and never ask for the change. You're His name's ready to Fagan. be cast. That's, that's how I get into me Cockney accent, right? You're ready to be to sell me flowers in the town square. Well, I was about to say you're ready to be Eliza Doolittle. Good job. It's the same, yeah. So, so I took a voiceover class. Absolutely loved it. My teacher was like, "I think you should like record a demo and send it around and see what happens. Mm -hmm. I think you could really work." So I did. This is after after going to school in London for Shakespeare. Yeah. Then you decided to just make funny voices. Well, I think they're related. I I think having a really like well-rounded knowledge of all of your tools in your tool belt and yourself as a performer is only going to inform what you can do behind the mic. I'm sure you feel the same way. I, or maybe I, you I don't. Totally I don't feel, know. No, I absolutely do. I, I'm constantly telling my, my voiceover students when, I'm, when I do these occasional Zoom classes that voice acting is acting and it's necessary to train your voice like a singer and to know how to interpret copy and make bold choices like an actor. That's all part of it. Yep. It's not just talking into a mic. Exactly. That's the number one thing I always say to, you know, kids at cons when they ask how to get started is I'm like, I get that you want to be a voice actor, but voice acting is acting. Take an acting class, you know, be in a room with other people, learn how to collaborate, learn how to listen to direction. Collaborate. Um, and, and that's a that's a key point there because it's it's a, a joint effort between the, the writer, sound engineer, the director, producers, the cast, the other cast members that may not be there with you in the booth at the moment, but absolutely, but off of whom you need to play. Yeah. And, and really, you know, training your body, training your ears to really, you know, take things in to feel free to use your whole body to create characters. You know, I always say when I'm, when I'm in the booth, it's like the Muppet opera. I'm never just like a talking head separate from the rest of my body. Like, you know, it sounds different when you're like, huh, huh, trying to run versus like, like, it just feels different. It sounds different. You're going to have a more well-rounded, you know, real performance when you're actually using your whole body and, like, a great place to learn how to do that. I, I think you know, you The found, acting playground is acting class. I, I think you found a great tagline for yourself. A Muppet opera. A Muppet opera, yeah. 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 <laughs> just put that right on your banner. I mean, really, like, that's that's my MO in life is just I am a human Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about you. So. So you you started pretty young and you were aware of voice actors even before you pursued acting professionally. That would lead me to ask, who is your favorite voice actor or actors? Oh, man. I, I'm a huge Jim Cumming fan. He, oh, yeah. He, voice of yeah, uh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh and like every tertiary character in every single um, Disney movie ever. Did Dark he, he did Duck. Darkwing Duck, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goofy movie, like. Any pretty much like, you know, any major, you know, Aladdin, like any major Disney movie you can name. He has a, a part in it, whether it's like a large part or a small part. Um, and, and not only is he incredibly talented, but also incredibly kind. And, you know, anyone who's ever had an interaction with him, they always just have wonderful things to say. And, you know, I think that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. Right. Like being kind Absolutely. To other it's important to yeah. be a, a good person. And if you do yeah. have some sort of a platform to magnify your voice and presence in the world to others to use it to be a positive force for uh, good for good a force for good yeah. exactly 
Yeah, so that's what you're saying. And that's that's yeah. what the vibe I get from you too. It's like just a very oh, thank you. happy, cheerful, fun loving, positive person. Yeah. I mean, look So when do you cry? When do you look <laughs> all out? Dude, Let's every get day. Real. real talk. I'm very sensitive, especially in the last, you know, two and a half years, especially since becoming a mom. Becoming I cry, you know, at the drop yeah. of a hat. Um, you know, I, I think my like um my empathetic self has expanded a lot in the last two and a half years. And it's very healthy to cry, you know, like bottle it up. You don't want to um, like feel free to do down. so right now in the interview. It'll go viral. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, though. Yeah. It's hard being a parent. It is. It is. It is. And wait till your kid goes to school and then you. You're constantly questioning your choices of the school, of the curriculum, of the. I was up last night, you know, doing exactly that because hopefully, you know, we want to be good parents, and and that's the when people say, you know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to ever have kids. Um, I don't blame them because it's hard, time-consuming, expensive. Uh, Oh my God. Commitment for life. But on the other hand, they're missing out. They're missing out on one of the most wonderful and fulfilling aspects of life, which is giving of yourself to another person and, and helping to mold their experience as a, a human being. And, Absolutely. and I take that seriously, as I know you yeah. do too, because otherwise yeah. you wouldn't be crying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's why it's like, am I a good parent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's I like, should you know, put I, him in this program. I also totally understand why some people choose not to have children and like 100%, you know, you've got to make that choice for yourself. It's obviously a very personal choice. But, you know, if if none of the good, smart, kind people are procreating, then who's going to be in the yes. world? <laughs> well, it's, it's the movie Idiocracy is what happens. Oh, my then. God. Yeah. 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 Uh, that that uh, <laughs> that has become true in, uh, in many ways. Oh. You just watch the first oh. 10 minutes of, of that movie. It's like the... Nostradamus of the cinema. No, I know. When I, I first saw that movie fairly recently in the last like seven years. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, my God. And my husband was like, I know. And this came out a while ago. So with a baby, baby toddler, toddler now, I guess. Yeah, so with two a, and a half. So, OK, so with a two and a half year old kid in the house, and I assume you are auditioning and recording sessions in the house. How does that work? How has that affected your ability to, to do voiceovers remotely from home? So that's a great question. Um, nowadays, it's much easier because Freddie is in daycare. So if I have stuff going on at home, you know, between the hours of, you know, 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., like, I'm good. I can just be doing it at home and, like, we're all good to go. Um, before he was at daycare, I would time sessions to be when he was napping. And I would mm -hmm. pray that he would he have like, up. the full yeah. length of his nap. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, I have a wonderful husband who, you know, when baby was younger and we were all in the house all the time because pandemic, um, you know, if he did wake up, he'd just go in and get him and try to keep him quiet while mommy was working. Um, it, wow. But it was here, a challenge. Little, here, a, a round of applause for your husband <laughs> for, for doing Truly. that. Otherwise, yeah, James we wouldn't have a career. A round of applause. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was really challenging. It was it was really challenging, but we somehow made it work. And, you know, now there are some studios that have gone back to some in-person recording. And I always love an excuse to put on real pants. So I will opt to go in whenever okay. I can. 
<laughs> and you live um, in New York. I so do. There's... I live in New York. Yeah. Yeah. You actually live in the city, as I recall. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. So an opportunity to see, you know, friends and colleagues that I haven't seen in a while. I'm I'm always happy to see people in person at this point. Um, but yeah, in the beginning it was it was hoof. It was a challenge to do. Yes. Is that your booth in the corner of the frame right there? Is it right there in the room? No. Well, it is in this room. I'm on like ah. the opposite side of the room. But these are bass traps, which I have in all four corners of the room as part of the sound paneling. And if you see on the door there, those big fuzzy mm -hmm. squares, those are my acoustic panels that are all over the entire room. So, so this your, entire So your booth space. is the room or your room is mm -hmm. the booth. Mm -hmm. Your room is the booth. That's pretty. The awesome. room is the booth. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's great. I don't you know sweat profusely in summer like I know some people do in their in their. It beats being you know, in a closet. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a physical closet. I would say that's most people are recording in a corner of a closet because it, it offers good soundproofing, but it's. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you basically just outfitted the whole room with sound panels. I They're did. Smart. I did. You know, in the before times before all recording was at home and we weren't expected to have like fully studio quality sounding, you know, auditions and sessions and everything. I had a foam lined uh, laundry bin with a USB mic and I'd put a blanket over my head and that was it. That was what I did. What was and, the, you know, wait, the, laun the mic was in the laundry bin and the blanket yeah, was I, over your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like real professional. It worked. It works. Yeah. For, you know, at home auditions and stuff where they didn't expect the quality to be fully professional. But As then, now. you know, right. In the pandemic, Let's... we moved and set up this whole space and it's been wonderful. Let's talk tech. What kind of mic Let's do you have? It. I have a CM87 microphone. Who makes and I that? Love it. Advanced audio. Okay. It's basically the Canadian version of a Neumann of or a Neumann. Neumann. Not, never sure how to say it. Neumann. U87. Yeah. Oh, no, the, a nice, Neumann the, U87. the really nice one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, because it's a Canadian version, uh, do does it just add the little A at the end of the sentences here and there? That's exactly it. And it loves yeah. maple syrup and it's uh -huh. really friendly. All your abouts <laughs> come out as a boot. Exactly. I've got sure, to be But really you got a good deal on the mic. I did. That's the thing is as as much as a Neumann would have been, you know, the actual perfect thing, you know. Lisa needs braces. Like we gotta save some money for baby. Like <laughs> that's interesting, though. I didn't know about the Canadian version of that mic. I'll have to look into that. And what's your interface? I use an Apollo Arrow, and I love okay. her too. That's a good one. And what do <laughs> yeah. you what what do you use as your DAW? Usually, I'm on Reaper or Audacity. If I'm just being keeping it real low. What's the low easiest? Tech. What do you find easiest? Audacity for yeah. sure. That's yeah. probably the the most common one that people use. Yeah. As well. And since we're talking about how things have changed since the pandemic in the voiceover industry, can you can you give us an overview or even specifics of, of how you see these changes going forward in the voiceover industry from, from where you sit in New York? Uh, you know, on the one hand, I feel very fortunate because voiceover was the one aspect of the entertainment industry that just fully continued, never had a pause from the second that the pandemic hit. Yeah. So I've been working the entire time. I never had a break where it was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd say the biggest changes are that a lot of 
um, advertisers were doing less for a while. A lot of it was in these hard times. I feel like that was the copy I was seeing in mm -hmm, every single commercial mm -hmm. audition for a long time. That has mostly stopped. In I'd these challenging the times, turn every to single, XYZ yeah, yeah, company's yeah, yeah. product. Yeah. Um, and another really positive change I'd say is a lot, a lot more diversity in casting. Um, mm -hmm. most, most things that I'm seeing and hearing are going to people of color and like, yes, let's, let's, oh, let's correct this issue that has been a predominant issue in this industry for a very long time, which is that it's been mostly white voices that have been elevated and used and thought of as the, you know, like, you know, the norm. And that's really shifted. And I think that that's a wonderful thing. Not so great for me and booking work right now, but a wonderful like thing for the industry okay. as a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah. There's been a lot more opportunity for representation from yeah. all types of people that want to do the work from anywhere. You don't have to live in Los Angeles or New York to do it. And you don't have to look or sound a particular way in order to to get the audition. So, yeah. Absolutely. That, that part is great. Do you imagine that the remote recording is going to continue now from now on? Because you're saying it's opening back up and sometimes you're going back into the studio. Like what percentage of opportunity to do remote work would you say exists for you? Are you always able to do it remotely if you want to or only part of the time? I'd say 95% I, if I wanted to good. stay completely remote, yeah, I would be mm -hmm. able to. But there are a few projects where they were like, eh, like there's some like quality differences among like the people in the cast and we really want it to be consistent. So in those cases, they'll say we just want everybody to come into the studio so that the the recording quality is just fully consistent across the board. Um, you know, not every single actor has like the tippity top, you know, Wi-Fi or, you know, Ethernet connection speed. And so they'll be like, oh, we're having some lag, some connection issues. Let's just bring them into the studio so that, right. you know, we're not experiencing any of that. Um, yeah, so mo most, if not all, I could remain remote. But like I said, I'm I'm always happy to be going in. What advice would you have for someone wanting to get into voiceovers today, given that anyone from anywhere can now do it? Yeah, um, definitely going back to what we were saying about voice acting being acting. My first big, big, big note would be to take an acting class if they have never done so. Um, and then from there to, you know, Make sure that they have doesn't have to be top quality, but definitely like some semblance of studio quality stuff. And like we were saying before, you know, it can be your head under a blanket in a closet um, to start out. You don't have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to try it out. You know, there are ways that you can um, for for a lot less money, but still sound professional, you know, do auditions, try things out. Um, and, you know, recording a demo and sending it around to agents is a great way to try to get representation to get these auditions. But there are also other resources online that just have auditions that you don't need representation for, especially non-union work. Sure. There's all like kinds of pay for pay to play. Pay sites. to play. Yeah, yeah. Which on the one hand can feel a little scammy, but on the other, it's real work and real people book it and real people make a living from doing that work. I think both things are true. It is a little... Yeah scammy spammy because they are not vetting the talent so there's all kinds of quality or lack thereof submitting auditions and people are submitting auditions that aren't of good enough quality to be considered or maybe for which they are not appropriate mixed in with all of the, the good quality content that the people that are doing the casting have to sift through but on the yeah. other hand 
those people that are casting that talent are getting them cheap. They're not paying a lot. So yeah, it's a double-edged double sword there. It's Cuts totally a double-edged sword. And I, I really believe that you you get what you pay for, you know? Like, yes, you could, you know, on some of those pay-to-play sites, get somebody for dirt cheap, but, like, that's the quality you're going to get, you know? Like, it's not going to be a professional. <laughs> it's not going to be somebody who's going to deliver you the best possible performance if they are willing to take such a low rate. From the casting side, I 100% agree from you. But from the talent side, great opportunity because when I started, if you weren't repped by an agent, there was nowhere else to go. There was no other mm. kind of work that you could do. And I will say this for anybody listening that is thinking about pursuing voiceovers, every time you audition, it's an opportunity to practice your skill set and improve. And the, the more you do it, the better you'll get if you're, if you're doing it with an ear conscientiously toward improving and you don't take it personally if you don't book the gig. It's not all about booking the gig. It's also about having the opportunity to repeatedly do the work. Absolutely. I'd also say that fortunately now in the internet age, um, you know, there are resources where folks who are looking to get into voiceover but aren't sure what certain jobs should pay. Um, there are resources that will tell people the typical voiceover rates. There's the GVAA rate guide. There's obviously SAG-AFTRA. There are all of these um, opportunities for people to learn what is the proper compensation for this kind of work. And the more that we are able to educate people who are new to the industry and are trying to get into it, the more that we can hopefully keep the bar at a certain level for compensation for all actors. Yeah, that's a great point, too, is the, the yeah. resources and the information are out there for people that want to look. Yeah. It. Okay, and now it's time for questions from the fans. That's right. I put it out on all the social media channels that today I'll be interviewing you and what questions should I ask. And on, let's take a look at Instagram first, shall we? Let's do a little quick refresh here. and See what the questions are on Instagram. No questions. Do a little refresh on the Facebook. All right. And on Facebook, we've got Kristen. Kristen Craner is asking, I don't know what to ask her, but tell her I have that same Powerline shirt. What? What is she talking in the, about? In the picture that you featured yeah. of me um, yeah. and in my you know, latest headshot session, I'm wearing a T-shirt of a pop, a fake pop star from a Goofy movie. Okay. Um, okay. Happens to be a wonderful singer and everything, but thanks, Kristen. It's my prized possession. <laughs> okay. Now, now we know. Aaron Ogawa on Facebook asks, "What's your favorite Disney movie?" Oh, what a question! Um, you know, I think my top three are Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and Little Mermaid. They were just the most formative to me. I absolutely think the voice acting in all three of them is incredible. Um, and, you know, I grew up wanting to be a Disney princess. And so, you know, uh, Jodie Benson as Ariel was like the pinnacle of all things. And I just love her so much. <laughs> that was the rebirth of Disney animation, that mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. And what movie? Boy, I'll oh, give, boy. I'll give you one of my own. What what movie or series do you wish you would have had an opportunity to voice in? Okay. I think she does an incredible job. But it was, was as I watched this movie, I was like, oh, that's my part. Um, in the Lego movie, Alice and Brie as um, Unicorn Kitty. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I would have as they as the kids say I would have ate. I would have eaten it up alive. I would have loved to have done that you, role. You would have slayed that role. I would have slayed. Yeah, I really. <laughs> I mean, she did so incredible. Like I, you know, look up to her so much, but I would have had a lot of Can you do can you do the voice? I don't remember what it sounds like. She's like, "Business, business, business. Is this working?" <laughs> I'll I'll be Batman and you can and you can do her right now. Batman, Unikitty, what do you think of my nine pack? <laughs> and that's it. Okay, that's all you get to do. <laughs> your moment, your moment as Unikitty. Loved it. Felix Ellis asks, "What inspired you to get into voiceovers?" Oh. Well, like I said before, um, I was definitely inspired by D Disney movies growing up uh, to get into voiceover and, um, you know, just realizing in college that it was an avenue where I could really make a living and also have a life as opposed to, you know, theater really becomes your life if you are on the, the Broadway. Um, and, and it has afforded me like just such wonderful opportunities to travel the country and meet fans at cons and, um, you know, voice incredible characters that I wouldn't get to do if it were on stage or on film because I don't necessarily look like, you right. know, that is one of the great characters. things about yeah. voice acting is we can yeah. play roles that we are not physically appropriate for yeah. on camera. Yeah. And which is such an opportunity and you, so much you have fun. more creative flexibility because you're acting only through your voice. You can be anything. Can, you exactly. can be a unikitty. Yeah. Yeah. You a can talking, be a unikitty. A talking cat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got, one, we got one more question here, which is from, oh, that's from Erica Schroeder. Hi, Erica. And she's she's just saying, I'm Allison. Have fun. That's, oh, that's I love Erica. Yes. I miss her. I haven't seen her in a while. I have to, I'll have to get her on this podcast soon. Yeah. Uh, what are you, so what are you working on now? What's coming up for you in the world um, of voiceovers? You know, always still trying to catch them all. That's that's um, a thing always. Gotta uh, catch them all. Yeah. Um, we Do a little just, Jason Page. <laughs> we just started working on the new season of Winx Club, which had gone away and now is back, which is very Where's exciting. Where's Winx Club on? Where can we see that? Um, that's a great question because it is kind of traveled around. I believe okay. now it's next. Netflix. Netflix, I think, is very Yeah, they're getting quite the catalog. Yeah. Um, we are also about to start recording um, Secret Magic Control Agency 2, which if those of you who saw Secret Magic Control Agency from mm -hmm. last year, it was one of the top 10 on Netflix animated movies for kids. Wow. We're about to sequel. I'm so excited to start it. Um, and actually, what just you, this morning- What do I, you play in that? I am Hansel. I am like little boy version of Hansel, as in Hansel and Gretel. Gotcha. Um, who are like- um, they are like solve mysteries together. Um, it's really cute. It's really sweet. I yeah. had so much fun doing that. Courtney Shaw is my little girl, Gretel, and we just had a blast bouncing off of each other on that one. Um, I also just released the trailer this morning for this movie, The Nutcracker and the Magic Flute, which is an really? animated version of The Nutcracker. Yeah. Wow. And I am Marie or, you know, Clara for those who know the Clara. ballet. Like, yeah. 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 Um, super fun. Super excited for that. Wow. That'll be out. around forever. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and I got where to can sing we see in that? that. I'm not sure where that one's coming out. It just okay. came out in theaters um, in Australia today, actually. Um, but they haven't announced where. I think it's going to be streaming in in the U.S., but they haven't announced where. Yeah, I, that's a big role. Like that. 
Yeah. And, and that could be around for years and years. Your kids yeah, could grow and up watching that. Beautiful music in it. I got to sing, which is always such a, you know, amazing blessing to get to do the thing that it feels like is my soul, you know, like happiness, <laughs> getting to sing. Um, those are the big ones right now. Those those are some pretty big ones. Yeah. So you're working all the time. Where can the fans find you? Where where can we contact you online? Well, I'm very active on social medias. On TikTok and Instagram especially, I am at Allison Lee Rosenfeld. My website is AllisonLeeRosenfeld.com. You can email me. I've got an online store the whole night. Any way you want to contact me, I'm out there. I'm, cool. on, the, I'm on the net. <laughs> I'll have your links in the show notes. And how about any upcoming con appearances? Oh, yes. Um, so I am doing Garden State Trading Card Show. Um, that one is December 10th. And I am doing Big Apple Trading Card Show December 18th. So both um, in your area of the country, New York, New yes, Jersey. Yes, I don't have to schlep too far. You don't uh, have to schlep. You don't have to drag yourself onto a plane at 5 a.m. and eat the uh, peanuts and the whole oh my thing, God. yada, yada. No, it should be great. Um, and now I'm I'm building my con calendar for next year. So if there's a con in your area that you want me to come appear at, like send me a message and I will try to get it on the calendar. All right, excellent. Yeah, that's Thanks. great. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. I've got a question for you. Have you ever thought about getting into voice acting yourself? If so, check out my free intro to voice acting class at voiceoverchampions.com and become a voiceover champion.